Hello, and welcome to Haggis Hunting, where we do a dive onto one single-ish topic about Highland wear and Celtic culture, because some topics require a little more in-depth and goofy analysis from all of us here. I'm Eric. I'm Rocky. And I'm Ian. And we will be your gruesome threesome today as we talk about myths. Dun-dun-dun. I'm not talking about, like, mythology. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, folklore or anything. I'm talking about misconceptions that people have through various ways about Highland dress and Gallic culture in general. We're going to do some busting today? We're going to definitely do some busting. Nice. Because busting makes me feel good. Excellent. I have here a list of our top 20 myths that were collected from our memories and also from... Yeah, and, and, it's a lot of myths. And there's more. <laughs> this was just like the top 20. Um, uh, people in the store, you know, are people talking to customers and having to say, well, actually, you might want to rethink that kind of situations. So I'm going to gamify this a little bit. Thanks to Matt, our producer, we have this beautiful, <gasps> awesome oh. dice tray. Um, and he's also lent me the dice. Um, and so I'm going to roll a d20. Okay. That's this one. And I'm going to so, just randomly choose a myth for us to discuss, and we'll see how many we get through before we all cool. have our brains explode. Now, you ready? May, may I see May I see the die? The D20? I don't know. May you see your die? I, I just want to see the die. Okay. All right. Have, have we uh, made sure this is balanced and accurate in all... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, in all facets? I, yes. I, we I, use I, the die? I did dub the store employee, Matt, not our producer <clears throat> here today, as the, uh, as the head of our Department of Weights and Measures downstairs. <laughs> Fair. He is to, to be checking tape measures. Fair. I want so, I want a full Vegas style die spinamajigger thingy majiggy. Okay. okay. Um, I have no idea that. what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Thingamajiggy. Okay. Yes. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I was born ready. Let's go. Specific okay. okay. That's quite a, okay for this game. Oi, right bruv. Here. All right. I read that thirteen. Starting off with my lucky number. Heck yeah, I love it. Too. Number 13. You'll get beat up for wearing the wrong tartan. They're not freaking gang colors. <laughs> that, that was my note, but that yes. was oh, okay. That was Rocky's <laughs> note. Okay. So, will you get beat up for wearing the wrong tartan? Will you be accosted? You yes. be a little bit more civilized. Will you be uh, accosted in an alley at knife point? Oh, Allie's a wonderful lady. She would never do such a oh. thing. Oh, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, this is one that it's it's kind of a regular one that floats around. Um, when people come in, like, oh, you know, I don't want to wear the wrong colors. I don't want to wear you know the wrong things. You know, yeah, someone's yeah. going to beat me up, or I don't want to wear that to Scotland because they'll beat me up. I don't want to disrespect the clan. Yeah, it's not just that language specifically, but I definitely hear I definitely hear like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, the, in the that voice exactly well, in that exactly that voice. The offense is one thing. Um, let's stick to the you know the actual you know beating up because that is a, it's it's a real okay. myth. Like okay. people are actually okay. concerned about that. Okay. Um, the short answer is no. Um, you won't get beat up. Mm -hmm. You're wearing you. Uh, you would sooner get beat up for wearing a kilt in general, yes. in you know, by, by some idiot or bigot or whatever, than you would for wearing the wrong tartan. Um, even that's probably pretty rare, but I'd agree that is far more likely than the fact that they recognized your tartan and think you're not wearing the right one. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've never, I've never been even given a negative comment necessarily about the tartan that I'm wearing. Like I'll occasionally get the "What tartan is that?" 
but it won't be so far as like you know you're not entitled you're not allowed yeah. how dare you sir right right, right. you know kind fisticuffs of, exactly. behind the tuileries at dawn yeah. yeah have you ever gotten anything violent no no no, no not the, even close the closest thing i ever came to this i was almost expecting you know something negative not full beat up it was an old man <laughs> i was i was come around you yeah. i'm coming at you you're, you're. we went went for a hike with with uh, some family members we were at the penmar overlook on the appalachian trail near the pennsylvania maryland state line mm -hmm. and some guy had recognized i was wearing the buchanan muted pv tartan and uh, i said oh it's a buchanan tartan I'm like yep you got it nailed he's like oh, are you you remember are you buchanan i said no it's just lovely colors mm -hmm. oh Okay, right on, man. <laughs> yeah. So well, as long as you're vaguely positive about it, I think people generally think it's cool. We always, yeah, I mean, we always say people should try to project positivity. That's yeah. the whole be a kilt ambassador kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that that does point to, you know, I was just saying this to somebody online yesterday. Um, they were like, oh, well, I don't know if I can wear a kilt because I don't know about a tartan. Mm -hmm. And me and another person both commented, you know, well, no, just you there are lots of universals to choose from, blah, blah, blah. But if you're wearing a clan tartan, know the name. Mm -hmm. Maybe know a little bit about the clan so you can intelligently say, yeah, I really dig your people, man. Yeah. Um, their, their history is cool. Or this was, this was interesting. And also, this is a beautiful tartan. Yeah. You know, the, the weird pushback, which I never, I haven't really experienced before, but we're starting to get specifically on TikTok, um, is we're we're you know doing different videos and stuff and we're getting you know we're showcasing or we have on different universal tartans mm -hmm. and things like that and you know the holiday video we just did you know the holiday mm -hmm. tartan um people freaking out that it's not a real tartan because it's you know it, it's not a clan tartan those aren't you know, yeah. how the, the register wouldn't register those like those are, yeah, yeah keyboard they, warriors though you're a lot less likely to encounter that in real life i know it's just i think that's an important distinction too yeah it's so weird i, I remember hearing that years ago not recently until you know these some of these comments where it was like yeah you know well i don't want to get a, i don't want to get a universal tartan i want a real tartan you yeah. know it's but, registered so yeah. it's real right well that gets into what do what is people's perception of what constitutes a real tartan but i, I want to get back to the, the fighting yeah thing. yeah we're off topic yeah no. sorry guys. um the um i it, i think part of it, it's like the uh the american romantic notion and myth negative myth of inter-clan rivalry mm -hmm. which is certainly you know real I mean? at a certain point but yeah since like you know, doesn't uh, carry forward as much yeah, as but, some mm -hmm. americans might guess to the to the point i was thinking about earlier um it, it's not gang colors wearing a kilt is it's representing part of a clan part of heritage that kind of thing but it's not gang colors that you know to, to your point about the the inter gang or inter clan rivalry, it's not right. gonna, you know, oh you're wearing a Stuart, I'm a McDonald, let's throw down, or mm -hmm. I'm gonna you know mm -hmm. shank you in the prison shower because you were wearing the wrong tartan. No, right, your great 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 grandfather slapped my great 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 grandmother. So yeah, fight. Yeah, no, no, no but they were siblings. So yeah, <laughs> ultimately I think we could say that uh, that myth is busted. No, it's there's zero truth. People aren't gonna freak out. Yeah. Great. It's just people, the anxiety comes out in so many different ways. I know. It, a lot yeah. of these are, um, I started thinking about it, like some of them are fear-based, some of them are um, lack of knowledge slash ignorance kind of based, some of them are romanticism based. It's mm -hmm. it's weird mm -hmm. how these myths kind of come about. all of those a little bit, I think. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Next. Would, would anyone else like to roll? 
Would you like to roll? No, no, you're the host, okay, Mr. Yeah, okay. Mr. Eric's. Huh? All right, all right. All right, let's see. You are the dungeon master. Eight. Number eight. Not every surname has a tartan. And Lowland Scots didn't wear them. Um, or the op- opposite side of that, you know, every surname, I'm Scottish, or I have Scottish heritage, therefore, you know, what's my tartan? What do you mean I don't have a tartan? Mm-hmm. My heritage is Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- we get that one on occasion. I don't know how often you've gotten it in. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not every single name has a tartan. It was generally... A Highland thing, and then in mm-hmm. the 1820s, mm-hmm. it's sort of 1840s, it sort of became a lowland thing ish from the rush for everybody to, you know, claim their own tartan and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's evolved over time, but originally it was not, not every clan had a tartan. If, it, if you're a lowland clan, you didn't. And not every name has a clan, sometimes they're septs too. That's true. That may also have a tartan that isn't woven, but they may not. So should this myth actually be written every surname has a tartan sure okay i didn't write that down i know you did i would just almost go for i recognize every thing has a tartan <laughs> uh there was recently one that was registered for like it's like the highland goat herders association or something <laughs> right. like that and i think there's a there's an equivalent like american sheep herders tartan that we mm. came across mm-hmm. recently too and there's an there is specifically a scottish american travel agents tartan <laughs> uh, yeah but in a way all of those kind of yeah. make sense <laughs> when you get into like the uh the more obscure things stuff like you know my 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 softball team needs mm-hmm. to have a tartan or you know i mean why do you want one? I don't yeah, know. Where do you then that that asks the begs the wider question and the broader question of where do you draw the line? You yeah. know, there's the the B J tartan, B E E J A Y. Oh, for the dog. For the you know, for my dead dog. Yeah. Um, right. Is that too far? Is memorializing your 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 pet while you know on, on some level I understand it as a pet owner. On another level, it's like, does that really require its own tartan? I don't know. I, I see both. I'm I'm a little surprised it was actually registered, like it got past the register. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know things like that exist. Where I run into this a little bit more often is um, folks who um, assume just because something is registered, it must be woven. So yeah. like somebody yeah. has registered a tart in their family name, right? Just for themselves and for maybe for their wedding. But mm-hmm. ten years later, they're seeing a, they see it in the register. Okay, I'd like to get that. Uh, but not so, everything in the register is actively being woven. It may mm-hmm, or may not be mm-hmm. restricted. Right. Uh, this if is only, not spoon flower. Yeah. If only you were here yesterday when we were asking everyone, "Hey, what myths and things did you know? Yeah. Or did were you have you heard that we can add to the list?" Sorry, I took a day off once in a while. How how <laughs> dare you take your regular day off? Um, I, back to your point, I don't see anything wrong at all with somebody designing a tartan for their dead dog or their favorite flower or their favorite their favorite cup of tea. I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's a Shut up. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, I lost my train of thought. Thank you very much. I'm going to throw this very pointy Sorry, die at you. Cup of tea, flower, um, cup of, dog. Yeah, it's, it's an art form. And if you want to engage in it, you engage in it. Mm-hmm. Now, registering it, he obviously felt it was worth the money to do that. So fine. I guess that was his memorial. He wanted everyone in the world for generations to come to know that his dog had a tartan. I assume so, that his dog was a really good boy though. 
I'm sure. He must have been a really, really good boy. See, now I, there, but there you go. You could design a tartan and call it good boy tartan and, you know. For all the, for, for all, all the dogs, dogs, for dog lovers. Yeah. No, but the question yeah, is then, where, where are you watering down what it is, what it was? Or, you know, so <clears throat> if it's meant to symbolize clan and family and thing like that, and, and things like that, then, then doing all of this is watering it down. You could also take the opposite viewpoint of it is, it's the symbolism of whatever that matters and the mm -hmm. art form of it and or, you know, just the, it has to evolve. Therefore, this is the next evolution in Tartan versus the clan thing. So it depends on, I guess, to some degree, it depends where you fall on the scale of traditionalist versus non-traditionalist or whatever the other end of the scale is. Um, for, Freeform. Yeah. Art lover. Yeah. So know. how much... How much do you protect it and insulate it? Yeah. And how conservative are you with the culture and the heritage versus how freewheeling and fun and forward moving and progressive are you within mm, the culture? I, know. I think you'd be on thin ice as a gatekeeper, <clears throat> Mr. American Dream. I'm not saying I'm either. Yeah, I'm okay. saying, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm saying be... that it's a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do have to be careful that when you're protecting it, you're not smothering it, though. <laughs> Agreed. And killing the, right. you know, Agreed. the tradition in, in the process. Yeah. So back to the back to the the myth itself, though. Um, I do think the other thing is that uh, people want to believe that their name has mm -hmm. a tartan because they're very proud of their heritage. So it's kind of a it's a it's a disappointment based. You know, it's almost like a denial. It's like, no, that's not true. That's impossible. You know, um, search your feelings, Luke. Uh, I, I think that it's like, well, I'm really Scottish. Both my grandparents came over on the boat. You know, there's got to be a tartan for us. And I would say not even necessarily Scottish. Mm -hmm. I'm English. What's my tartan? I'm mm -hmm. German. What's my tartan? I'm mm -hmm. this. What's my tartan? Mm -hmm. um, they just want, they, they know that clans or a name is associated with tartan. Therefore, what's mine? Right. Um, and Thinking of it like family crests. Yes. Kind of thing. So you're. Well, and those are bullshit a lot of time too. Yeah. To be honest. But, but it's it's often that we have to kind of burst a bubble or mm -hmm. guide them to something else like a universal tartan. The what I will say. Um, think it back to my you know my discussions with House of Edgar, where the the tartans themselves and Highlandware to a large degree is led by the industry, is led by the mills, in the case of House of Edgar, coming up with different ideas and you know seeing what kind of catches on as a trend. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way, you could say kind of the, a similar or the same thing for Universal Tartans. It's people want to wear a tartan, people want to be associated with something, they don't necessarily just want to buy, ooh, I like that when it's pretty, they want it to mean something. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the, the industry, the broader industry has Kind of come up with universal tartans that anyone can wear and feel comfortable wearing get over that mental hurdle so to speak um but still have some kind of connection like german heritage american heritage things that we've done or right. you know flower scotland or irish or irish national or other countries have done as well i think i think a lot of those that the, the mills are doing it's just the name is a catchy name it's mm -hmm. just marketing whereas your 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 designs not to sound like i'm you know kissing up but yeah, you're trying to make, you know, like American heritage. Okay, I'm going to have American flag colors in this, mm -hmm. you know. And so the name matches a meaning that's woven <laughs> into the, the tartan itself. Um, I don't think the mills always do that. They're just like, you know, uh, you know, do we have a tartan named after thistles? Yeah. yeah, okay. Let's do 
thistle cut, you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Blood on the shamrock, you know. Um, it's not, it's just marketing, I think. But um, it can be either one, of course. It can. It can. Which, which one does the tail, we, you know, does the tail wag the dog or does the dog wag the tail? But then you're going to have some people who are going to like, well, okay, but I can tell you just made up a, a tartan. And then and slapped the name, name on it. Slapped a name on yeah. it. This doesn't actually mean anything. Not the way yeah. Macduff means something. Right. Um, I, I, I more often am helping people find uh, even tenuous sometimes connections to with their surname to a sept of a clan. I was mm-hmm. doing that on Monday. There was a guy. Or like a county um, for Irish. Yeah, he asked. This, this one guy asked um, if there was a um, soul. Solvi, Solvi, uh, Soul Train Tartan. No. <laughs> it was a comment on it. It was a comment. <laughs> that would be freaking awesome. Like yellow and purple. I'm so down for that. Pun oh, definitely God. intended. Crest Wexford Tartan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Shut um, your mouth. That's Shaft. <laughs> the Shaft right, Memorial yes, Tartan. All 70s references today. Um, <laughs> I broke Eric. You totally did. Anyway, he he was he was trying to find a, a, a tartan for his surname, which is related to uh, McDonald of the Isles. Okay. And, and but it was like very tenuous track, and it was like I finally I was like, okay, well, looks like it's probably you're in the Donalds area, you know, with your with your tartan. So so sometimes the connection is there, but you need to do a little research to find it. Mm-hmm. You know that that so yeah, but no, not every family had a tartan. A lot of lowland families didn't have tartans it wasn't a thing originally designed for them um and then became a thing because everybody wanted to play the game yeah originally in the, in the 19th century and forward yeah so. and originally the uh you know believe it or not you know kilts and highlanders were looked down upon those were the savages the barbarians if you right. will um so lowland families wanted to associate themselves more with their neighbors south of the border than their neighbors north of the highlands yeah or north in the highlands so it it, it kind of evolved when the you know when the king came in eighteen was it twenty two? You mean so, George the Fourth? Yeah, I think it was eighteen twenty two. I think. Yeah, um, when he you know when he came and that you know that entire event kind of like codified the you know oh this is cool now oh let's all do this um, you got got everyone on the bandwagon so to speak right that's your well that's your Walter Scott yep 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 watershed moment kind of a thing yep yeah. do you think uh, the current king wearing kilt so often is going to cause any sort of boom in our industry no no he's been wearing them all his life yeah a, he's he been wearing them for a long time <laughs> b he's he is a very good dresser he knows what he's doing but he is not as beloved as his mother the the support isn't there so i think people are like yeah yeah he looks good but it's mm-hmm. not like you know yes he's the you know, he is the trendsetter kind of thing he's he knows what he's doing he cuts a fine figure in it mm-hmm. um but i don't think it's that will not be a boon to the industry yeah. so much as like you know Braveheart or Outlander was. Okay, I'll certainly be more visible now though. Yes, if he continues yeah. to wear them, you know. Yeah. Now, the die wants to talk. <laughs> That's why I was actually hoping we're gonna get to this one. Uh, number six, trusting old photographs for historical evidence. Ah uh, yes. Is always a good idea. Should have Mac in here for this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love. Uh, kind of taking taking all context out of it and putting today, you know, to people today back into you know old times and thinking about things through different lenses, and not just saying, um, you know, 
it's always been done that way because here's a picture of a thing that mm-hmm. was from, you know, 1906. Therefore, look, here's my historical evidence. The uh, There's a lot of people who are taking photographs today that would not, you know, I would not want to emulate or I would not consider traditional or I would not consider something that is typically done, you know, using my, my best Britishisms. Um, but there's photographic evidence of it now. Um, mm-hmm. In the same way, there's, you know, Back then, there would be potentially photographic evidence of somebody doing something that wouldn't be right, air quotes, um, that, yeah, but people can still point to it saying, look, it was done. You know, a lot of the, the stuff, like, back then would just be, like, a, a photography studio. Like, if you're if you're walking, you know, in the mall or boardwalk or wherever, some tourist trap town, and you see the uh, the old-timey portraits mm-hmm. where they have, you know, the, the, you know, here's the Wild West thing, here's this thing, here's that thing that you can get dressed in um, and get your photograph done. Mm-hmm. Kind of think of it as that. A lot of the, you know, the portrait studios, it was an event. And sure. people would just get dressed up in the kit that was there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a part of that, too, though, I hear you because you wouldn't want to emulate, you know, some goofball wearing a kilt wildly wrong today. But you also wouldn't photograph photography was so much harder to do then. like you weren't going to waste your time just snapping 47 pictures in a minute you know so you're going to you're going to pick your your subjects carefully yeah so well i agree with the overall point that not every picture indicates exactly what everybody was doing at the time it probably is a little bit more reliable than photos from today would be for the future i think it's still shouldn't do a case study (laughs) well yeah i think basically it comes down to um people who want to make that argument are usually going for something that they really 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 wanted to do anyway yeah and so as soon as they come on any kind of a pictorial evidence uh you know a photograph or a painting or something or even a theatrical costume or something in a movie they're gonna say see 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 here 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 i, I, I can prove it they actually did this see they did it in brigadoon yeah therefore i'm going to wear this peacock feather you know yeah um Get your confirmation bias thank you exactly so the the yeah, but I think the answer is that photographs are really great for inspiration, and they're mm-hmm. really great for getting a sense of how things were done in the past if you look at several of them yeah. and then take the average, take the aggregate. Because there were people who were like you know, fashionistas and rebels and individualistic back then just like there are now. Yeah. And, and the styles that have survived were in some ways the most accessible ones or the easiest ones or the most popular ones. I think easiest is a big part of it. Or the most photographed ones. <laughs> Possibly the most photographed ones, yeah. But you know, it's but 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 you're right. Yeah, you could go into if you were a person of the middle class and you wanted to have a photo taken, you you could go into a studio um and and choose from different props. In general, you would do that. And then but but with the Highland stuff, yeah, it's like, well, I'm Scottish and here I'm visiting here visiting Edinburgh, I want to wear a kilt. Okay, well we have these. Go ahead and put one of those on. Okay, great. Mm-hmm conversely you still do have people who it really is their official highland wear and they really are you know an official in their clan or even a laird or something like that and so they're wearing the right kit the problem is it takes a bit of a you know discerning eye or at least some practice to tell the difference mm-hmm. yeah you have to really look at the subtleties you know like okay are those pleats really where they're supposed to be or is like wait does that sword look real i mean hmm. does the background look like the actual highlands or does it look like a curtain that was put it's always gonna it's always (laughs) gonna look like a curtain they didn't they didn't do outdoor photography for portraiture just 
you did controlled environment. You didn't, yeah. yeah, you had to have a controlled environment, especially pre. Um, Wouldn't know what it looked like. Pre-reliable electric lighting. So, you know, most photo studios, even up until the late 19th century, would have huge skylights to make sure you could use natural light as much as possible. Um, But the details in the outfit are part of it. You know, and and so, yeah. But I think there were some guys back then who did something just because they thought it would be fun. Mm It'd be a lark or they just liked the the look Mm -hmm. of it. But it wasn't a look that everybody could pull off. So it didn't survive. Got a business proposition for you, Rocky. Oh, and we'll put Eric in charge of this one. He can man the booth. We set up a, <laughs> a booth, booth over at the King of I'm Prussia Mall. I'm manning a booth now. Yeah, over at the King of Prussia Mall. We'll bring send you over with various sizes of kilts, uh-huh. feather bonnets, piper's plates, military doublets. Oh, uh, okay. okay. The whole kit and caboodle. Okay. Whole kilt okay. and caboodle. Maybe that's the name of the booth. The kilt and caboodle. Kilt and caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is getting and worse. People can that get sounds their more like a restaurant. But... They get their picture taken all Scottished up. Yeah, yeah. And you then, take some uh, swords yeah. and, you know. And then once they realize sure. how good they look, you know, you slip them a business card and maybe maybe there six months go. later they, they come yeah. around and buy a kilt. Yeah. We'll make tens of dollars this. a day. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll probably lose tens of dollars <laughs> a day. Considering what it costs to rent a storefront <laughs> to the King of Russia Mall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my I gosh. Get pennies now. <laughs> and, you know, at the same time, part of me wants to do this. <laughs> it's a social experiment. It, yeah. yeah, this could be like a flash mob social experiment, you know, like kind of like a Mexican reality yeah. TV show thing, you know, <laughs> where you basically, you know, big practical <laughs> joke thing is like, you know, come dress like a Highlander for a day. And they have to wear a troubadour mask. It's fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Troubadour, luchador. Luchador, excuse me. Luchador, a troubadour mask. One of those Tudor masks. Bring, let me sing you a song about Highland dress. Um, Donde esta kilts and caboodle? <laughs> kilts and caboodle um, sounds like it sounds like a like kebabs and haggis. I don't know. It's like um, before before we move on, do you have any what? examples huh? Of, huh? Of, of 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 things people get wrong with kilts because of pictures they've seen? Ooh, um, where, where where is this myth affecting us? I okay, here you go. Yeah, um, cream hose. For okay. Highland, for you know the higher industry in Scotland, You're and go then your your cream hose hatred. No, 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 no. But I'm showing you how it evolved <laughs> and like how it's affected the overall culture. Was you know pipe bands and and uh, the, the rental industry, the higher industry in Scotland started wearing cream hose because it was easy and da da da. Um, so everyone started getting married and renting their outfits and wearing cream hose. Therefore, people started thinking, oh, cream hose are formal. I have to wear cream hose for formal. Mm-hmm. And you know if okay. you were dressing in kilts in the 1970s or early 80s or you had your kit you'd be like oh my god no what are you doing you don't wear cream hose at all they're horrible but Mm -hmm. it just kind of became a thing through evolution and it's stuck ish Mm -hmm. there's been i'd say a good amount of pushback on them in general um but it's one of those examples of you know again the tail wagging the dog the highland industry saying here you go and now all those photos exist of Mm -hmm. hey look at me when i got married you're wearing cream hose yep that's formal because mm-hmm. you just it's something to say so you don't feel embarrassed or whatever. Or that's what the place said when I went and got married. So yeah. that's what I wore. Mm. And the real answer is just cream goes with everything. So you yep. never want somebody to not match. You so see, you just it, give them all cream. It's traditional now because through want and usage. Oh, look at you. It has become a thing. Just throwing your words back at you. <laughs> <laughs> but is it traditional? It is now. I don't see. I don't. What know. constitutes tradition, really, Rocky? I mean, God. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want to continue on down a rabbit hole of mythbusting. No, no, no. But the uh, <laughs> I I would I would argue that it may be 
what is tradition? How long must something be worn? And what percentage of the kilt-wearing populace, shall we say, mm, must mm -hmm, wear it for mm -hmm. it to become a tradition? Mm -hmm. um, I think the cream hose thing, I'll, I'll say luckily in my, my mind, because I'm not a big of a fan, um, but it's kind of gone away. I don't think we're selling as many cream hose as we were in 2004 as a percentage, um, but it's, it's still there. People still wear yeah. them. So, but if you're traditional leaning in your kilt wearing, you would, there are better options than cream. Fair. Is that a fair point? And I would say this compared to some other things you could see isn't like the color of your hose isn't critical to the kilt wearing experience either. So it's a, it's a tradition easily lost, even if it is a tradition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's, nobody's going to die on the hill of the correct color of hose to wear in a particular circumstance. Oh, I don't know. Don't, <laughs> that, that might be, that might be stating things. it too strongly. There's some guys <laughs> out there. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no tons of... How dare you. you. People would sooner lose that than the idea that I have to wear my clan tartan. That is certainly a much more embedded tradition mm -hmm. to the ex overall experience and, and everything. Yes. All right. How many hoes must a man <laughs> scrunch down before it becomes a tradition? You can cut that part too. So, nope, nope, um, leaving it in. All right, ready? Here yes. we go. Oh, it's cocked. Oh, that means that the die landed at an angle. So basically, it's like you yeah, could read it one way or the other. Um, so, yeah. You really cocked that up. Right, exactly. I love this one. Okay, number 10. The skin do. That, skin do? You, you know that a skin do. Yes. Sorry, I always mispronounce that. Uh, the skin do is worn on the opposite side from your dominant hand hmm. as a symbol that you come in peace. Mm, I've heard this one. For those who do not know, uh, Skiandu, uh, it's spelled, it's a uh, Gallic word, S-G-I-A-N mm -hmm. space D-U-B-H. Mm -hmm. Not Skiandu, like skiing into something, skiing. Named after um, one of my ancestors. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, the, the knife, it means black knife, it's the knife that you stick in your sock, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. The... So the myth is that you would wear it on the opposite side of your dominant hand to show that you mean no harm to those in your company. Um, it certainly implies you know, look, people know what, which hand is my dominant hand. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time I see people... Okay, go on. No, the... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... It, a, it's bunk. Um, B, I think you... We kind of pontificated on this years ago. I'm remembering a story mm -hmm. of uh, people mm -hmm. kind of conflating the... the it was a Japanese sword yes. or something like that, where yes. you'd wear it on the opposite hand, so it's tough to tougher would, to draw. You would or wear it when you entered a when you entered a room, and you got down onto the floor of Saison, and you're sitting sitting with the company. You would place the sword on your opposite side with the handle pointing behind you, so that you couldn't quickly grab it and draw it. Right, and that was a that was a, just a token of respect. Yeah, that you know you were armed. You're expected to be armed because you're a samurai, but you're yeah, not. You're giving you would. Yeah, you're not gonna let anything rash happen. Yeah. Peace time. So, kind of like peace time, but but <laughs> a lot more elegant and actually real. <laughs> so yeah, I I suspect that's where this myth came from. I really do. I think it's either it comes from there or it's just the the plausible thing of eh, that sounds like a good story. It, it and, sounds plausible. Yeah, somebody just kind of you know spits it out at some point and tells mm -hmm. it, and it's it's plausible enough so people believe it and then start stating it as fact, and it kind of nobody stops it, 
therefore, because nobody knows the truth. Um, so it just kind of takes off. I think that applies to everything we're talking about. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of these, yeah. they, they sound very plausible. Because it's, it's urban folklore. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think that's there. There's enough plausibility with it that people believe yeah. it, and if they just want to believe it, then yeah, then it has legs and, and keeps if, going. If you if it wasn't plausible, it wouldn't be a myth. I think people mm-hmm. would bust it too quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's our job, like the stories I, think, I tell. I think exactly, it's easy to do that kind of thing with with specifically Kilton and the culture. I think because so many folks that we talked to didn't grow up wearing kilts, something they found on their own. They didn't learn it from their dad. Some people, that is that's true, some people did learn it from their mm-hmm. parents and wore mm-hmm. them as kids, but most people today probably haven't. I know I found it on my own, you found it on your own. I assume you did as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's easy to hear these stories and you, you didn't weren't taught any better, so it mm-hmm. sounds good. <laughs> and I think, I, and that's, I think that's a, we, we discussed, that's a whole category of where these things come from is, mm-hmm. that's what my grandfather told me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's, that's kind of a classic you know, source for this stuff. If my grandfather told me something like that, I would know not to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. He was a bullshitter to rival you, Eric. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, to that, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, call Dungeon Master's prerogative, and I'm going to mm-hmm. jump into a myth which relates to this, number three. My great-great-grandfather wore the Irish County Donegal tartan when he was in World War One. Your great-grandfather sounds a lot like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more like this. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it put an onion in your belt, which was the style at the time. I can't do Grandpa Simpson very well. <laughs> um, I love Grandpa Simpson. He is my yes. second most favorite character on The Simpsons. Actually. Yeah, to seem like your spirit animal. Oh, God, I love him. <laughs> Krusty is my favorite, though. Okay. Krusty, Krusty Clown is my favorite Simpsons character by far. Um, so anyway, you had this happen to you directly once in the store. Mm-hmm. You've said you've told me about it a couple of times, basically. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> I was just going to do the Wayne okay. World noise. Thank you. Um, yeah, way back when we first started, I remember having a uh, uh, customer come in, and you know they were they wanted to see the Irish County tartans, and I said, "Oh, sure, not a problem." You know, pulled out the book and said, "Oh, well, you know, there I'm my." You know, my family's from County Donegal's. Great. You know, pull it open. This one. Yep. Yep. That's the County Donegal tartan. You know, my great grandfather wore this tartan. That's the one that I want to get. And I kind of explained to him, you know, hey, this is actually designed in 1995 by Polly Wittering and the House of Edgar. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a new tartan, but it is the tartan for House of, for um, County Donegal. And the guy, I won't say fought with me, but pushed back, you know, aggressively like, no, that is the one that he wore. I have, I, I know it. I have photos of it. That's the one. And it's like, so, and I, I kind of let it go and just, okay, not a problem. You know, let me, let me take your measurements. We'll happily get you that tartan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the lesson learned out of it is one of those, like some people have either family stories or myths that they believe that yep. they don't want busted. Yeah. Right. Um, the bubble they don't want burst because it defines part of their story, part of their narrative, part of their family. Yep. Um, there's a lot of people that'll come in and say, my, you know, hey, this is my family tartan. This is Gordon. And I'll be like, no, that's actually the Royal Stewart tartan. No, when we bought this on, my grandma bought this in the Royal right. Mile. They it's said, Gordon. this is her family tartan. <laughs> they said it's Gordon. 
And I hate being the bearer of bad news. I of hear like, where that story went wrong. <clears throat> hey, this, yeah. you know, you may have had an unscrupulous vendor on the Royal Mile there. But it's the Royal Mile in Scotland, Rocky. Yes, they must <laughs> <clears throat> They would never try to pull a fast one and just uh, sell you something. Yes, yes, where the street is yeah. paved with honor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, and the yeah. blood of the English. <laughs> See those cobblestones? They're all English teeth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, those are, those are two different versions of the same thing, but yeah, I think it's a whisper down the alley thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's wish fulfillment and sometimes it is, it just got garbled. Yeah. Mm. Or, or, or again, with it, like with the names, it's like, you know, the, the, a, a name you get told you're a sept of a certain clan mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it turns out, no, you're actually a sept of this other clan or more truth, more truth to the, to this version that, that you're actually a sept of both. Yeah, like like yeah, Williams. More research to know for sure. Smith. Which, yeah. yeah, you know how many clans claim the name Smith? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. I know Andersons um, have been associated with multiple other clans at right, times. Right, right. And so, so if you hear one version of that story from Grandma, you're like, well, we're 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 a sept, we're a sept of the McDonalds. It's like, mm, based on the geography and what you just told me, it's actually more likely not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, do you? At what point do you decide that the bubble should be burst, though? The as I mean, as a as a retailer as a store, it is a very difficult dance to dance yeah. mm -hmm. because you don't want to offend the person walking in. They're excited, yeah. and you don't want to dampen that enthusiasm. Right. Um, There's a little but at bit the of same, the customer's always right thing. Yeah, time. yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we want to be honest brokers. Yeah. We want to be stewards mm -hmm. of the culture. We want to like. You know, speak truth. Speak truth to power, if not customer. Um, <laughs> speak truth to customer. But the, oh, you know, it's it is. Sorry, MLK. It is imper or in, 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 it incumbent upon the customer or the person, the individual, to do some of their own research yeah. and vet their own family stories mm -hmm. to see if they are true or not, or how true they are. Just because grandmom told it to me when I was six. A doesn't mean you're remembering it, you know, properly. B doesn't mean that grandma was right, and not that she's being, you know, yeah. you know malicious. It's no, of she course didn't not. Know. She might be remembering what her grandfather told her 60 years ago. Correct. Right. Right. So it's you know through technology, through you know all ancestry, you know dot com, through, you know family connections, and that kind of thing. There's all kinds of different ways to suss out the truth more than just old family stories. And that's the, the beautiful thing about living today is the ability to do better research on different things than relying on, you know, old magazine articles that, you know, your right. grandmom clipped out or right. old, you know, passed down stories from grandpa to grandmom or what his great grandfather told to him. Or the, the, the only tartan book that you can get is from the library. And it was a tourist <clears throat> book written in 18, 1982 yeah. as opposed to going onto the Internet and finding you know, copies of all these I'll, many, many things. You I'll know. add the caveat if you know where to look for good research sources. And a lot of people don't, which <laughs> a is lot of a people big are problem. Resorting to a meme they saw on Facebook in the clan insert True. name here, Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and not everything online is to be trusted. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, uh, there's, yeah, there's plenty of misinformation out there, period. Mm -hmm. So yes, try it whenever you're doing research on a thing try to see find multiple sources for the same factoid right. um if there's only one you know maybe take it with a little bit of grain of salt if there's only one source for a thing but there's no other data on a particular topic depending um, on the quality of the source yeah of course. just don't tape it don't take it as gospel 
right. period. I, and that's, that's what we were saying about uh, photography a little bit ago also. Yeah, it's just like yeah. you, you should try and test and verify, just yeah. like any yeah. scientific research, you know, verifiable results. I would say that um, as a person in this context, I would rather be the one to tell them yeah. that they could be wrong. I would, I would try to be polite. I try to be kind of subtle, a little cagey about it. Say, you know, that's really fascinating. Most of the time, in my experience, yeah. people with your name are associated with this clan. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but you might want to think about it a little bit. Or if you hear somebody say that elsewhere in the world, you know, try not to take offense. In the in because, the example, because I'd rather I tell them. Agreed. Yeah. Then then find out at a festival where somebody is like getting in their face about it. Yes. The 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 caveat is if in these examples, if somebody comes in with a tartan that is wrong, or like you know, mm. this is the, this is the Stuart tartan. No, it's actually Gordon. And it affects how we order that material. <laughs> that. Right. Um, and right. you can have you know you have we have swatch books where we can open up the book and be like, okay, well this is the one that you have. If you look at the back of the swatch here, it says Gordon. This is actually the Gordon tartan. Right. What you are talking about over here is a Stuart tartan. This is the ones for Stuart. Mm -hmm. And we have we have evidence to show them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that story that you started with about the, the guy whose who's grandfather wore the Donegal tartan in World War One or, or however it went, I think you handled it exactly the best way as a retailer. Is, you know, you introduced the alternative narrative. Not He was not receptive. He was going to fight you on it if you pushed back. Right. It's like, well, I at a certain him, point. Yeah. I showed him the copyright yeah. little symbol in the back of the book. And at a certain point, like you said, he's not going to hear you. He's yeah. not. Mm -hmm. You can't. Mm -hmm. And a certain amount of the customer is always right. Is, mm -hmm. is is relevant to the situation mm -hmm. but yeah somebody who's a little more receptive you could have gone a little deeper with it's like well what's more likely is this that or the other reason or this is a great way to honor that county even if it isn't mm -hmm. you know having an open discussion is, is good but to not everybody's open to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> to quote my wife uh you can leave a horse to water but you can't make them think it's <laughs> right 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 all right you ready for another one yes do it all right here we go uh, 19. Ancestry.com says, I'm 12% Scottish. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. And, 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 and I can completely trust that. Yeah. The, uh, uh the thing that I find amusing about Ancestry is the Ancestry.com or, or 23andMe or those kind of sites mm. is the updates. It's. Yep. The algorithm that they are using and the data that they are amalgamating in order to uh, to put where you are and the more that they mm -hmm. learn, the more they refine, and then there's an update and maybe you were 19% Scottish, now you're two. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're now 67. Like it's. Yep. I, I'm as annoyed as you are with the initial statement, but I think if they don't change things, that's worse. Because... Sure. They're they're hitting a moving target is what they're doing on this ancestry. What Absolutely. does it, what does it mean to be twelve percent Scottish? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. you first have to identify a very specific period in Scotland. And then also are you assuming every single person in Scotland has the same genetic makeup even in that same period? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so what... percentages are a bad way to define these things to, to begin with, in my opinion. And they're they're trying to make it a, a product that is digestible for people. So mm -hmm. breaking it down into percentages is what works for them but yeah exactly i mean how what what 
how does the percentage even work? It's, it's a probability number. Yeah. Is what it really is. Is like our, our calculations indicate that probably approximately 12% of your yeah. family line came from this geographical region. Yeah. But it does not account for population shifts. It does not account for shifting genetic makeup in different areas, different times. It's based on modern national yeah. data collection of genetic samples. Yeah. So. And more the samples they gather, the more they need to update their. Mm -hmm. records and that's where you see that thing yeah happening where they have to update things but yeah like the modern scottish person today is an amalgamation of lots of different waves of movement into and out of scotland yeah you know the scots people came from probably northern ireland if i remember correctly but then there's you know the, the, the picts there's mm -hmm. you know waves mm -hmm. of scandinavian folks coming in mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. all kinds of other things that all influence what it means to be scottish today let alone scottish yep. in america and combined with various other mm -hmm. cultures and histories and backgrounds the other thing i'll point out is that the uh, uh, using my wife's family as an example? They're the four sisters, all related. You know, the, the same father, same mother, all mm -hmm. four sisters. Mm -hmm. um, they are each different percentages of Polish versus Irish versus German versus <laughs> Scottish. So that's it, like, damning to to large degrees. That's great. And it's what parts of the genes happen to be passed on yeah. to that particular person. Dominant so, versus recessive. Correct. Yeah. And then it also, it, it asks the broader question of it's what Ancestry is actually doing or 23andMe is there, there, it seems to me, and I haven't done a ton of research, I'm just kind of spitballing, but it seems to me what they're doing is they're looking at your individual genetic yes. makeup not your family heritage, yeah. not nope. your family history, nope. not where your families came from. It's the individual tiny parts and how you are made up. And I think they, if I'm going to you know, be conspiracy theorist, I think they purposefully muddy or allow that to be a muddy water where they're, it's a much easy, it's much easier to sell something when you're saying, hey, look at these percentages, look at these numbers. And right. people get excited about that. They recognize that they're excited. And it's kind of like, yes, cool, I'm this. And it's now something I can hang my hat on versus really diving into it and understanding the genetic makeup, not the individual heritage. I would hazard a guess, and I have not gone deep on this. I do not know the answer to, 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 to this, is, is that they do have all these you know, statements that qualify all this and people aren't bothering to read them. Oh, I'm 12% Scottish. I better go get a kill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's mm -hmm. as far as they take it. And yep. that's where we encounter. I've never done one of these tests. It's also in their marketing yeah. though. Is Remember, it? Yeah. Uh, what's the gentleman? I don't remember saying, but the guy back. did the commercial where <clears throat> we yeah. thought we were German. Turns out we were Scottish. And for know? the record, we're mocking, but he's a super, super nice guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's it, but it's in their marketing. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, you can now discover what you are. Yeah, um, fair. That's yeah. Fair. So it's it could help certain people. I could understand if people are adopted yeah. or, you know, don't mm -hmm. don't have, you know, that link or just um, don't have good records for some connect. for some reason in their family. Correct. Or IVF children or something like that. Mm -hmm. They can see something else and they can learn something else about part of themselves that they wouldn't otherwise know. Mm -hmm. But it's it's all must be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah, people don't necessarily want to. I think, so, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, if you use it, I had as a really a, good thought and I lost it because I was you, talking. If you use it as a tool to add to your understanding of yourself as a human and under and add to your human experience and a way to open up other cultures to yourself and to explore different things, I think it is valuable. If you're just using it as a, 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 a quick and dirty tool, 
that's fine. Just understand it for what it is and don't try to make more out of it than it is. Does that make sense? Is that yeah. fair? Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. It's totally fair. It's it's interesting data points. Yes. It's just I I don't know. I don't always like how results are interpreted. Yes. You you <laughs> like the data, you don't like how the data is extrapolated yeah. and then people try to tie it into different You know things. what I like about it though? It totally undercuts racists. <laughs> hey, yeah. guess what? Yeah, we're all from Africa, yes. <laughs> Go back far enough. I also uh, can't complain too hard about these sites because it has resulted in a lot of people coming to us. <laughs> a lot of people yeah, get their yeah. results and they get interested and then they call us because I'm Scottish. I need a kilt now. Yeah. But, but, but I would really, I think if you have access to it and not everybody does, I think mm-hmm. genealogical records, historical records are far more important mm-hmm. than genetic codes because they're, they're, those are just based on averages. They're based on, you know, on, on sampling of current populations. You know, what your where your great 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 grandparents came from, if you are lucky enough to know, and not all of us do, is far more important. That's fair. Yeah, and and honestly, that gets to the the deeper point that we always say is that if you love the culture, just love the culture. You know, yeah. just enjoy mm-hmm. it and and respect it and learn from it and and carry it forward in your own small way, and don't worry about the, you yeah. know, about your genetics. And you it's know? the, I a hundred percent agree, and the the family genetics and the individual family story and you know where your great grandparents came from and all that kind of stuff you can marry those two things mm-hmm. they don't have to each live individually you can yeah. marry them and it just adds to your story as an individual and it allows you to pass more knowledge and more data down to your kids mm-hmm. all right you want to do one more one more okay 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 ready <sighs> look don't fail me now number Number nine. (laughs) Number Number nine. nine. We are standing still. Number nine. You cannot put a skeeton-do back in its sheath without drawing blood. (laughs) I haven't heard that one. I mostly hear that as sword. (laughs) Yeah. But I can totally see where some bros out there would make it sheath or dirk. Yeah. Insert edge weapon here. You cannot sheath. It sounds like an old uh, samurai movie kind of a thing to me. I don't know where it comes from, but that's... It's such it. It comes from there was a, there was a a uh, a verse, slogan motto thing, that was written once I think on the blade of a Spanish, rapier or something that said, uh, "How'd it go? Um, Draw me not in anger, sheathe me, only with honor or something like that." Mm. And people interpret it as, you know, I mean, it was a cool kind of a motto, you know, for a di- an age when people were fighting duels. Um, but interpreted as, you know, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna draw a weapon, you better be prepared to use it. Yeah. So it 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 goes to the machismo thing. Um, oh, yeah, it's totally. I think I think the new stock answer to that should be, I I completely understand. You're right. Pull out the skin deal and hand it to him. Be like, here, do the honorable thing. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It does speak to the basic, you know, weapon safety thing of don't pull your weapon out if you don't if you don't have some reason why you think you need to use it. And yeah. never on the you know first I mean? date. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and and it's adjacent to that idea, you know, like if you're learning gun safety, they tell you don't point it at a person unless you have some reason to be pointing a mm-hmm. gun at yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. Loaded or not, you know? don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just this feels to me like a a teenager mm-hmm. fantasy novel kind of a. Mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing i mean i i would i would go with a alter alternate version like you know you can never put your skin do away unless there's haggis grease on it 
That sheath would be stinky and, well, and sticky. Know, but but, but the, I mean, the last time I used a skin do <laughs> was to cut open a haggis in this very room. <laughs> I've never used a skin do for anything else. Use it to open beer bottles, right? Yeah. It sounds like the the. I have other tools for that though. <laughs> sounds like a punk rock either album name or band name. Stinky right. and sticky. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. No. I, it's uh. But but no. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm not as I fair disclosure. I am not a skin do person. Mm, They're yeah. okay, but I would much rather. It's not the kind of knife I would carry as a utility knife. Yeah. They look cool, but I've worn it a couple of times for as an accent for a formal occasion. I was just kind of like, this isn't worth it. It's not my. It's just not my jam. Yeah. And and most skin do's, as we know, I think it's changing. But most skin do's, you know, until recently, were really mostly just costume pieces anyway. Mm-hmm. At least the ones are being mass produced. Yeah, they're just they're not really sharp or anything like that. They're meant to just be a ceremonial piece. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if a if a if a a line like this is becoming more popular now because there's a lot of knife guys now who are into making. Yeah. Fully functional, you know, Damascus steel, blah blah blah, skin dues and stuff, and they're gorgeous. But I'm sure there's. It, it goes back to yes. Well, you should be respectful of this knife because 500 years ago. You couldn't carry this unless you're a true warrior. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I think it's as it's as much that as much the the pendulum thing, um, where it's the the mass production of skin dues that are out there in the market are all you know essentially letter opener type blades. Right. Some are a little bit more sharp than others, but none of them are like spectacular high 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 quality blades, because frankly, most people don't want to drop two hundred fifty bucks, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks on a really really nice blade mm-hmm. um so what ended up happening is all the blades it was I'll, I'll say a race not to the bottom necessarily but to the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> or to the lower end mm-hmm. um and now there's kind of a pendulum swift a shift i've noticed Swifty. swing <laughs> shift swift um in the last 10 years or so to kind of move towards more artisanal bits and bobs in the outfit yeah. And people want cool little individual pieces that speak to them right. and not just mass produce stuff. And knife guys gonna knife guy. Yeah. People Nerd. just like to collect them. Yep. Yeah. Nerds are nerds are nerds for yeah. you know, for different things. There's kilt nerds, there's knife nerds, there's razor nerds, there's you know, there's all kinds of different nerds. Um, so if you're if you nerd out on kilt stuff, you're gonna want the coolest different kilt stuff. If you nerd out on knife stuff, you're gonna want a, a really, really cool blade. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the story uh, about uh, one of the store employees here, Emma, taking out one of our ski and dues in, in the in the case and telling a customer that, hey, these are not really sharp; they're they're more for show. And then running it across her fingers and cutting herself. That oh, is. Oh no. A. Oh no. A. That is spectacular. B. I wish we would have recorded that for content. Oh man. See, do not let there be a workers' comp claim. (laughs) See, this is how this is how in Norse poetry, this is how kennings come about. Because now Emma in my brain will always be known as Emma Bloody Finger. That is now her kenning. That that is now her her um, by name. That uh, that that blade did get sheathed, having drawn blood, cleaned properly first, mind you. That customer. Oh my god! I don't remember if that customer bought that or not. Though. I'd, I'd ask for a different one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, depends well, on how okay. you feel about uh, right. sheathing a un, unbloody like, blade. Most of them aren't really sharp, <laughs> with a few exceptions, of course. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> just imagining this Britcom situation where she just keeps bleeding and just like starting to get lightheaded. It's, it's like, merely a flesh wound. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> to be clear, gentle 
you know, listener. She was fine. We banished yeah. her up. It wasn't that bad a cut. I'm still going to call her Bloody Finger from now on. <laughs> no, just call her Forefinger. <laughs> it was, I actually... Twas but a scratch. Oh, man. I actually have a cut. I have a scar on my thumb that you can still see to this day from when I drew a katana, a sharp katana, and I didn't have my hand placed right. Mm-hmm. So I drew the blade right down the middle of my thumb slice my thumb right and that's up why there. we now call eric eric six fingers yeah exactly <laughs> my i remember a story about my dad um when he was little he was over at his friend's house playing you know pirates and daggers and stuff mm-hmm. so his friend had one you know uh plastic dagger and uh went to get another one for himself and oh, took no. his dad's real knife mm-hmm. and stuck it through my father's hand and I, I viscerally remember my dad telling me the story of like, I was looking down at my hand and he had a scar like right down the back of his hand, yeah. like right between the bones. And he turned over his hand and saw the blade sticking out the other side. And the, the kid just turned white. And it was just like, don't tell my mom. Please don't tell my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a, a hospital visit and several stitches later. Yeah. I actually had that. Not exactly like that, but I had that happen to me once too. I still have the scar on my arm from that. Don't play with knives, kids. So I think the point is, if it sounds like a story, if it sounds like something you read in a fantasy novel, it probably is. Yeah. Be a bit skeptical. Don't take everything as fact. You got to think about it. Use your brain. Don't give it. Don't feel like you need to stab the grooms, one of the groomsmen at your wedding, because somebody pulled it out. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not again, <laughs> Jerry. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> We've already lost three groomsmen. <laughs> you volunteer. I want to complain about this skin dude. The sheath is really loose, and I keep having to kill my friends. Uh, yeah, no. death. That's <laughs> so funny. Speaking of death, I think we should put this episode to its merciful rest indeed so <laughs> now we do have more of these we do this have is, we have several more of these this is going to be a, a multi-part episode at some point i don't know if we do want to do them right in order or if we're going to do them you know mm. another one in between let's, but this let's, is let's tease folks a little bit yeah let's, let's hold know. it off you yeah, have to wait at least episode six yes i will also say if somebody out there has a myth or something that they're worried is a myth I would invite them to tell us. Oh, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Love, we'll add to this list. I, for sure. I, yes, I would love to add to this list, or I'd love to hear personal anecdotes of, yep, my grandfather was totally full of shit, too. Or, <laughs> or you know, or, or basically like, oh, well, wait a minute. I, th- I thought this was a myth, but it turned out it was true. Yeah. I'm open to that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Cool. So you want to lease out? Sure. Okay. And I think we're going to. Yeah. Okay. We probably end up. <laughs> I was going to say, we can just cut it and roll to the end. That's probably what we're going to do now, because I just ruined it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. The theme song for Haggis Hunting is The Banshee Gravel Walks by Slancha. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, just send an email to sales at usakilts.com. And if you want to get social with other kilt enthusiasts, be sure to check out the Kilts and Culture group over on Facebook. You can find USA Kilts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and over at our website, usakilts.com. If you like the show, it would mean a lot to us if you left a rating, since it helps new people find our show. Thanks again for joining us, and until next time, Slot Shabbat.